Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk about the NFL playoffs. The wild card round has all but finished apart from tonight's game, and it's huge, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right? Let's talk about how I'm thinking of playing it. But remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, full disclosure, I believe the Dallas Cowboys are the most talented team in the NFC. I've heard from Eagle fans here online that I'm crazy. That's fine. But understand, something happened yesterday that has changed the landscape significantly, and we have to be nimble. We're in the futures market here. We have to make adjustments. We also have to take advantage of lines that pop out. What happened yesterday was that the San Francisco 49ers beat Seattle. So whoever wins tonight's Cowboy-Tampa Bay game is going to have to travel across three time zones, is going to have to play San Francisco in Santa Clara, right then if they're fortunate enough to win. And if the Eagles beat the Giants, the Cowboys or Tampa is then going to have to travel back across the country to play the Eagles in Philadelphia. Now, just understand, and we're looking at situations. This season, the 49ers have been the most physical defense in the National Football League. Right? If you look up points against numbers, you're going to find out that the Niners have really the standard the goal standard defensively in the National Football League this season. Understand that teams who have played the 49ers the very next week are terrible. At one point this season, they were 1-12. and 12. So that means even if you beat the Niners, and the Niners are vulnerable because of rookie Brock Purdy, but even if you beat the Niners. You're going to be weakened. You're going to be diminished. Whatever talent level you have. And of course, you're going to be jet lagged. Because after crossing the country, going from Tampa Bay, Florida to Santa Clara, you'd then be going from Santa Clara to Philadelphia. Right, folks? And, of course, Philly's more rested than you. Philly, the one seed, didn't have to play this week. Right? Guys like Lane Johnson, he was listed as questionable. Who knows? Maybe he's closer to playing than they're letting on. <coughs> so, the play I like here, and keep in mind, we're trying to be forward-thinking. I'm not trying to make sense in the moment. I'm actually trying to set up profit opportunities so later I can just sit back and see it unfold. 
given San Francisco's win, and they had a sluggish first half against Seattle. By the way, Pete Carroll had them guessing. Carroll is a defensively-minded coach. Right? Things fell apart for Seattle in the second half. Look at the box score of the Niner game. Because of San Francisco's win, that makes it far more likely, far more likely, that Philadelphia, who you're getting right now at, and I'll show you what I'm looking at, right? What you're getting right now at greater than four to one odds to win the Super Bowl, what happened yesterday makes it far more likely that Philadelphia, a team that I still don't consider as talented as the Cowboys, will make it out of the NFC. Right? They're either going to be playing against a rookie quarterback, right? Brock Purdy in cold weather, right? Across country, Purdy would have to travel to them. They're either going to be playing the San Francisco 49ers or they're going to be playing a team that has just been weakened by the 49er defense, right? As I've said here before, folks, Look at the situation. Teams the week after playing against the 49er defense have been terrible, right? Have been terrible. So let me just say this. If you're just looking for odds, if you, like me, believe that the AFC wins the Super Bowl, right? Because let's face it, I believe KC's better than... <laughs> You know, Philadelphia, for example, right? I also like the fact that the top three teams in the AFC are all still alive. KC, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Understand, too, because Cincinnati plays Buffalo, you're guaranteed to have one of those two teams in the AFC finals, right? Think about it. So my point here is simply, there are two bets to make, right? The bets are here, Philadelphia, a team I don't think is the most talented in the NFC, but who's at home, who doesn't have to fly across country. Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl, not that I see them doing so. I just want the odds and the leverage. I can cash out later. I'm getting them at a tasty plus 449 right now. Roughly four and a half to one. They're playing a team they know, the Giants. They blew out the Giants just a month ago. Look up the history between the two teams. Right? I'm a Giants fan, for crying out loud. I'm here wearing a Giants jersey. And I'm telling you, even after a very impressive win over Minnesota, I'm telling you I think Philly beats the Giants. Then I believe Philly, because of the situation, will necessarily have to be favored over whoever they play in the NFC Championship game. I know right now on the futures odds, the San Francisco 49ers are going off at shorter odds than the Eagles. But understand, the game would be in Philadelphia. 
Also understand, this Eagle D led the league in sacks. And further understand that while Brock Purdy does have collegiate experience in cold weather, playing in cold weather in the playoffs against a blitz-happy defense, a ferocious defense, is a very tall order. Right? I'll agree. We haven't seen option quarterbacks, read option quarterbacks, do well deep in the playoffs. But nor have we seen rookie quarterbacks do well deep in the playoffs. And because Jalen Hurts has more pro experience, more big game experience, both in college and in the pros, than Brock Purdy, I'm leaning Philly. I'm still fading the 49ers. What I'm saying here is that even though I consider the Cowboys to be a great bet, understand you're getting 13 to 1 odds right now on the Cowboys, right? I think they win tonight. I think they have the capability to beat the Niners. I believe Brock Purdy is a car crash waiting to happen. Right? Even I realize that the Cowboys, after traveling 6,000 miles, right, 3,000 one way across the country, 3,000 the other way across the country, even against a familiar foe, because the Cowboys, of course, are in the NFC East with Philly, the Cowboys would face a tall order. Right? So where I'm laying my money this week is I'm taking advantage of the four and a half on the Eagles, not because I think the Eagles have a realistic shot of winning the Super Bowl, not because I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, right? It's simply because the Eagles are in the best situation in the NFC. Now let's talk about what could happen. The Niners have a ringer. That's what we'll call it. Something's going on right? It might involve this guy dating uh, at least one adult film actress, right? It might involve this guy during the off-season, enjoying his off-season, not being too diligent about keeping in touch with the team. But I understand Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion at least, is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Understand, I'm not about stats, I'm about winning percentage. Look up the active quarterbacks in the National Football League and see where Jimmy falls. I'm also about experience. Jimmy, of course, was ahead of Pat Mahomes in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Jimmy, of course, last year got the Niners to the NFC Championship game against the Rams. Right now, according to reports, Jimmy is getting healthier by the day. Right? I know Jimmy, who has beaten people like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in the postseason. That was just last year, folks. Right? I know Jimmy can handle cold weather. I know Jimmy can handle big games. Right? I also know Jimmy is a guy who is one of the boys in the locker room. Right? Leadership is hard to put a finger on, but you know the guys people follow. 
Now, while Jimmy is not management's best friend, while they don't hold him in high regard, just Google how he was treated during the Niner preseason by the coaching staff and the team, right? Jimmy's a guy who you're looking at a Warrior game, the ball bounces to the side, then you notice, oh, there's Jimmy and he's hanging with teammates. There's Jimmy and George Kittle. Right, you understand, this is the quarterback who's like Joe Montana in the locker room, right? Guys don't even view him as the quarterback. They view him as one of the guys. The Niners out here had a political situation going on where they had Trey Lance scheduled to be the starter. And you never saw more pained interviews than when they spoke to people like George Kittle about who should be the quarterback of the 49ers. And Kittle would say things like, yeah, Jimmy's a great leader. Yeah, we know Jimmy gets things done late in games. <laughs> then to look like the company bad, Kittle would add, yeah, but we know Trey Lance is a great athlete. Right? You know what, folks? I, I don't know about you. I'd rather have the leadership. I'd rather be able to look at the quarterback during that last drive and know he's money. I'd rather look at the quarterback and know this guy has won a conference championship before. I'd rather look at the quarterback and think to myself, you know what? This guy has one of the best winning percentages of all quarterbacks in this league. The wild card in all this is if the Niners get to the NFC championship game, right again, in my opinion, they'd have to go through a superior Cowboy team. But if the Niners get to the NFC Championship game. And if something should happen where Jimmy Garoppolo gets in the game, folks, let's just say that would be a situation, right? Depending on the score and the moment, I would be trying to find a live line where I could put money on the Niners. Now, I'm not going to do that here. I'm off the Niner bandwagon. I was on it earlier before the Garoppolo injury, right? I'm not going to do that here. What I'm going to do here, first side of the play, is I'm going to put some cash on Philly here. Really add to a future stake on Philly. They've always been headed for the one seed, right? That's no secret. Well, now that I know they're going to have to play either a rookie quarterback or a team that's just been beaten up by the Niners, I think Philly's chances of winning the NFC have greatly improved. Right? So before the Cowboy-Tampa game, I'm going to put some on Philly at the plus 449 futures. Now that said, let's talk about the second part of the play. Right, Just like Philly has been able to sleep in their own beds, be at home, so too have the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, they're going to have to deal with the winner of Buffalo, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Let me ask you, were you as unimpressed as I was yesterday looking at the Buffalo Bills against Miami? Who was Miami's quarterback? Skylar Thompson? You mean to tell me this defense couldn't do a better job against him at home? 
you know, can someone point me to the game where the Bills actually asserted themselves and dominated the Miami Dolphins? Folks, they played three times. Three times. In all three games, deep in the second half, and I mean deep in the second half, you didn't know who was going to win those games, did you? Right, something is not clicking with the Bills. Right, the Bills, at first, early in the year, had a huge margin of victory. They were dominating teams. Then you started to notice cracks. Right, that Minnesota game, wasn't Minnesota just beaten at home by the Giants? Minnesota beat the Bills in Buffalo. Right, I thought the Bills let's just say, didn't look to me yesterday like they're ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get real here, too. If you're going to give me four points, I'm taking Joe Burrow and the Bengals over the Bills. I think the Bengals are dangerous. I think the Bengals might win that game outright. But I'm not going to complain if the casino is actually going to offer me four points in a game that I think is a coin flip and toss-up, right? At even money, it's a coin flip. I'll take the four points. I'll take Cincinnati, right? But there's a deeper bet here, right? If Cincinnati beats Buffalo, I believe the championship game in the AFC would go back to Arrowhead, wouldn't it? It's only a neutral field if it's KC against Buffalo. Double check me on that. So here, especially given that Cincinnati beat KC in KC last year in the playoffs, and I'm guessing KC has a chip on their shoulder about that game. Right? I'm assuming KC wins this week. And I, I'm i adding some money to KC here to win the Super Bowl. Very short odds. It's a plus 282. I know those sound too short. But I'll tell you what. Pat Mahomes is about to win the MVP. You can't tell me that KC wouldn't be favored over the Cowboys. Didn't Dak lead the league or something like that in interceptions? The Niners, rookie quarterback, you got to be kidding me. Or, the, you know, Philly, right? Read option, when has that worked in a Super Bowl? I think Colin Kaepernick came the closest to winning a Super Bowl from that style. Right? Understand, in terms of experience, if KC gets in the Super Bowl, it would be Pat Mahomes' third Super Bowl. Folks, he won't be overwhelmed by the moment. Good luck getting even money in that game. On the KC side of the ledger. So, here... Based on what I've seen this week and because of the situations, I'm adding some money 
to my futures on the one seeds. Philly, who I don't think is the best team in the NFC, but there the situation is just too compelling. And Kansas City, a team I do believe is the best in the NFC. Right? I've learned that you don't bet against Pat Mahomes. Right? Now, I'll agree. Right? Pat lost the Super Bowl. I'll agree. Pat lost at home in the playoffs last year. But what I want you to think about is who else in this league can lose? One of the top wide receivers in the league, a guy he grew up with on the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill. And somehow with a new crew, go out there and throw for more than 5,200 yards. Also, isn't it amazing? You look at the KC defense and you're thinking, wow, when I'm thinking KC, I'm thinking offense. I'm not thinking defense, right? I'm not saying the defense is a gangbuster defense. But yet they have a lot of sacks, don't they? Yet they haven't given up that many points. In other words, they're not the Detroit Lions or the Minnesota Viking defense. Right? So, you know, as I see it, I'm going to get the plus 282 on KC. I'm going to add to that KC position here simply because I think the Bengals have a shot on beating the Bills, which means KC has a shot on hosting the AFC Championship game, <laughs> right? Understand, KC beat Buffalo last year. I thought Buffalo last year was a stronger team than they are now. Right, the Buffalo I see now, you know, you're biting your fingers wondering if they're going to beat Skyler, uh, you know, Thompson, whatever the guy's name is, right? The third string quarterback for the Dolphins, right? And that's at home in Buffalo. So that's how I see it. Let's also double back. Before this weekend's games, I talked about the Giants against the Vikings. I didn't know who was going to win that game. I was rooting for the Giants, but I didn't know who was going to win that game. And I pointed out that both teams were going off at better than 20 to 1. So, you know, I pointed out my mantra, you want leverage, especially when you know somebody has to win that game. Right? So I encouraged viewers here to put money on both teams. Right, throw away money on both teams that you could play with later based on the leverage. So the Giants won. Right? Uh, folks, at the time they were 56 to 1. 56 to 1 to win the whole thing. Right? So now you're sitting on a 56 to 1 endowment against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, let's talk actual odds here. Uh, I think the Eagles win that game. The Eagles are going off at a minus 365. What that means is you have to bet $3.65 on the money line to win $1 against the Giants. So let's do the math here, and you can multiply it based on your actual risk exposure. So if I bet $1, and let's remember it, on the Vikings and $1 on the Giants for yesterday's games, right? 
I would stand to win $56 should the Giants go on to win the Super Bowl. Now, you don't expect them to win the Super Bowl, nor do I. There are two groups of gamblers out there. There's the group that already had exposure on the Eagles. So this is cheap insurance. In other words, you have money on the Eagles going forward if lightning strikes. If catastrophe happens, and Lord knows, we live in a world where Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, right? If a catastrophe happens and the Eagles lose to the Giants, <coughs> well, you're still alive in the futures market because the Giants, on who you got 56 to 1 odds, would then advance to the next round of the playoffs, right? Those gamblers can stand pat. The giant bet's just cheap insurance for them. To the other group that started betting with the Giants game and that wants a profit off the play, right? Just understand that if you, like me, believe Philly is going to beat the Giants, right? You can bet 15 bucks. Excuse me, you can bet $54.75 at a minus 365. You can bet 55 bucks on Philadelphia to win 15 minus the two bucks you bet on the Viking Giant game. In other words, with the Giants, where now you have possible winnings of 56 bucks, you can cash the play, right? By taking the Eagles here, the team that's seven and a half point favorites, you're only gonna deal with the money line because you want an either or, right? And so what you would do, you're out two bucks, right? We're, we're keeping the denomination simple. You bet one buck on Minnesota, you bet one buck on the Giants. You're out two bucks. Here, you can come in at these current odds. It's a minus 365, right? Today, Monday, January 16th, MLK Day. If you bet 55 bucks on the Eagles at a minus 365, you would win 15 bucks. 15 minus the two that you bet on the Giants in Minnesota to get the leverage would yield you a $13 profit. In other words, you would turn a situation where you didn't know who was going to win the giant um, Viking game, but you knew there was leverage there to be had. You would turn that into a net $13 profit, right? Think it through. Jacksonville was also going off at long odds yesterday. I mentioned taking Jacksonville in that game. Both teams there too. Uh, Jacksonville's alive with more than uh, 40 to 1 uh, leverage. Uh, take advantage of the plays. Take advantage of the leverage opportunities when you have them and the situation gives you an opportunity to 5x your money. Understand, off the $2 investment, in the Viking Giant game, you would be up 6.5x, right? You would net $13, right? Along the way, though, you need liquidity 
You need to be able to throw 55 bucks at the um, Philadelphia Eagles. Just food for thought. Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. And of course, if you're the complete daredevil, and if you're looking at this giant Eagles game and you're thinking the Giants threw the second half of the season, when I say throw the second half, I don't mean deliberately went out there and lost games. What I mean is they went out there and didn't show their hand, right? Giants started the season fast, were well positioned for the playoffs about eight weeks in. You and I know the Giants laid an egg the second half of the season. They looked dominant yesterday. Was that egg because the Giants didn't want to show the strategy they were going to use in the playoffs and played conservatively and didn't really, you know, didn't really assert themselves because some of their receivers, quite frankly, looked talented, didn't really shine for stretches of the season, looked great yesterday, right? Daniel Jones, the question is, who is Daniel Jones? What offense were they running during the second half of the year, right? Was that what you're going to see in the postseason? If you're the complete daredevil and you're thinking, hell, man, it was throwaway money. I only bet one buck or five bucks on the Giants yesterday. Think about it, a five buck bet on the Giants yesterday at 56 to 1, you're in line to win $280, right? If you're looking at the Eagles and you're thinking, whoa, this is a team we know. This is a team that didn't play. That might mean that they're rusty the first half. Then you might want to consider being near a live line on the day of the game, right? You might consider who scores first in that game. If the Giants keep it going, if they look as good in the first half of the Eagle game as they looked in the first half of the Viking game, right? I'm just telling you the odds are going to shift and you're going to have many more options, including the option of just letting it ride. Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I believe in grabbing leverage when you have the opportunity. I'll agree with those who say leverage goes fast. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, the play I like here, what I'm pursuing this week, is I'm adding to my futures position on the Eagles because you're getting a better than 4-1 to one play here on them to win the Super Bowl. Understand, too, you want the Super Bowl prop, not the NFC prop, because, you know, you're getting maximum leverage here, and we're going to, you know, hedge against that leverage. Right? I'm adding to uh, Philly to win, even though I do not believe Philly's better than Dallas. Right, And I'm also adding to KC because Buffalo looked pedestrian to me. Again. And I believe Buffalo's at risk of losing to Cincinnati. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.